What's up? I'm Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. Where we interview successful businessmen and women to let you in on why success doesn't have a single formula to follow. We also have a little bourbon tasting along the way, because why not? Why not? Why not? So guys, please enjoy this episode and let us know your thoughts at Bourbon and Business Podcast on Instagram. Coming to you from the Bourbon and Business Studio here in the Capitol Club in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. Dakota, what about this view we got this morning? It's the best view in Jackson, Tyler. You know what it is. Well, it was a great view until Adam decided to step right in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got to be there. So he's helping us out a lot. Well, tell us a little bit about this view. This view is the Capitol Club of Jackson in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. It's got a fantastic view of the Jackson skyline, 360 degrees. It's beautiful. We've got an overcast day here today, but it's still gorgeous out. It's just cool being up this high, too. And I'm scared of heights. So that means a lot. Yeah. Well, if you're in Mississippi or in the Jackson metro area and you do not have a Capital Club membership, you're missing out. You need to go online, check out all the services they offer. They have lunch here every day. And then, you know, just a cool atmosphere. If you want to bring a client to lunch or if you just want to come network, this is the place to do it. Absolutely. Well, you want to introduce our guest to us this morning? Absolutely, I do. Today we have special guest, Martha Allen, Executive Director of Extra Table. Martha, it's a pleasure to have you. Yay! Good morning. How are y'all? So excited to be talking to y'all today. We're doing great. Glad to have you this morning. And then now, do you want to introduce our whiskey to us? We have all things, we got all type of things we got to introduce. I know. I'm always the one who talks about the introductions for everybody because Tyler's afraid he's going to mess up somebody's name, even a, a bourbon name. I'll mess, I'll mess everything up. So. You don't give yourself enough credit, man. <laughs> All right. So today we've got Old Forester, which is a very well-known bourbon brand. It's almost like up there with the Jack Daniels kind of thing. Been around for a while. 1870, actually. This is their 100 proof bourbon. So it's it's on up there in the proofing. But what do you think? I mean, it's good. You know, Jack Daniels may be, may be a little worried about Old Forester. But, uh, <laughs> Coming for him. I'm going to have to give it a an 8.2. It's really smooth. You know, thank we thank our sponsor, Cheers. They they sponsor all these bottles for us, and they always do a phenomenal job picking it. So I don't know what the difference in them them picking bourbon and me picking bourbon, but it always seems that we get a better bottle when JT picks it. It's it's a lot different. I'm not going to lie. I know your initials are technically JT as well, Yeah, but this JT knows a thing or two about bourbon. Well, Martha, we appreciate you coming on this morning. And we always like to start this, just kind of tell us your story, where you're from, where you grew up, and then how you got into the nonprofit space. Awesome. So I am from Clarksdale, Mississippi. So I'm a little Delta girl that made her way to the hills of the Golden Triangle. And then now I'm in South Mississippi in the in the Pine Belt. Grew up in Clarksdale, went to Lee Academy, did a little tour of the SEC, had great grades, but kept changing my major. So I hit Ole Miss for two years, then I hit Alabama, and then I got a master's at State. And right when I was ready to get my doctorate, thinking like LSU or something, my dad said, get a J-O-B, not a PhD. <laughs> um, I didn't think that was the answer. You know, for a while, I might have had him convinced that my degree field did not offer summer school, that they only allowed study abroad programs. <laughs> and, and he thought the more I spent at the library in Oxford, the more I was studying. So that was fun. You know, if you've got great grades, you can't do anything about it. So 
I studied interior design and architecture, actually, and worked in New York and designed some casinos for a while and then came back to good old Mississippi and just wasn't wanting to, you know, go back into architecture. The big firms where I lived did schools and libraries, and that wasn't my passion. And my parents are both community servants. They, my dad is a youth retired now youth court judge in Cahoma County and has always been an advocate for children and families. And my mom is a kindergarten teacher. And so we have always been volunteering at everything and active in our church. And as a nanny, I always took the little kids I babysat to the food pantry in Clarksdale. And this position became available and I was contacted by Robert St. John and Nell Cohen, a friend, former athletic director at Mississippi State's wife. And they're like, Martha, we don't want you to leave West Point, but this job sounds just like you. And Robert and I had done an event together, I guess, three or four years prior to me coming to Hattiesburg. And he called me up and I interviewed for the position. And 12 days later, I was in Hattiesburg. So it was kind of crazy. It's one of those kind of God moments and where your circle really completes the round. So I love going to bed at night knowing I make a difference. And I love what we do at Extra Table. I feel like I'm in corporate America. Some days, you know, I'm running trucks and checking logistics and working with manufacturers. And other days, we're having big events like our Bourbon Festival in Jackson. We're, you know, talking to food pantries. And the best days are the days we get to go serve on the food line at our pantries. So it's fun. So I guess it's like a a little roll through the state and different functions I've had. But I feel like this is what I'm called to do. Yeah. Well, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what Extra Table does and what they offer. Yeah, so we are in our 15th year, so yay, Extra Table, and we fundraise. So we are not a food pantry. We fundraise in order to purchase new, healthy, and shelf-stable food, and we warehouse that and then deliver it for free every month to 62 food pantries and soup kitchens across the great state of Mississippi. Wow, that's a lot. And yeah, it's crazy. It's $85,000 worth of food a month. Wow. Road and is delivered for free. Yeah. And me and Adam, we got to come to the Bourbon Festival that y'all had here in Jackson. I will say it was a phenomenal event. It was it was a lot of fun. It looked like there was a lot of fundraising going on, too. Lots of fundraising. That's the name of our game. Meals matter, but dollars make the difference in our world. And so that's kind of what we say. Everything we do, it's involved. It, it revolves around raising money. The more funds we can raise, the more Mississippians we can feed. And the crazy thing is, you know, when was the last time you saw someone who was hungry? You know, like, yeah, yeah, we're so blessed. And and so you have to think that one in five Mississippians are hungry. And that's kind of wild. And, you know, when you think about hunger, you think about kids. Well, what about the senior citizens? And what about our factory owners and the danger that hungry employees are on their factory floors? You know, you're more likely to make a mistake because of your cognitive abilities. You're not firing on all engines, so to say. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's lots of great nonprofits out there. We're all doing amazing work. But one thing that we all have to remember is food is a basic human right. And, you know, if you haven't eaten, eaten, you know, a child's brain can't develop. And we're not in the business of regrowing brains. Kid in high school literally can't listen to the teacher over their stomach growling. So no wonder kids are acting out and a problem and it's not interesting, you know, many times. Collegiate hunger, 
I mean, who even realized that was a problem? Collegiate hunger is a major problem because so many kids today are scholarshiped and parents are putting their last dime and mortgaging everything to get their kids a, a brighter future and on to college. And they get there and they don't have an extra $5 to go eat dinner. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And, and the cost of food, you know, like when we were in college, you could go, I mean, you could do some damage at McDonald's with $4. And that's, that's not, I don't think that's the that's case. That's three meals worth right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's those kind of things. Like the cost of living is just so expensive. And, you know, the world we live in post COVID, you know, you and I, we were able to bounce back. So many of these families, you know, are one paycheck away from losing their home, from losing their children, from everything. And, you know, these are working moms and dads, many of them. Those are the stories that I hear every time I walk through the fruit pantry doors. And they just need that emergency bag of food, that emergency box of food once a month to help get through to the end of the month and on to the next, you know, the next week. Um, kids, they can't go get a job. You know, they can't right. go hustle for another meal. So we believe what we do at Extra Table is really important. And we believe that our the food that we select and the food that we purchase is that, you know, branding is important. We don't ever want it to look like a government issued canned food. You know, we want our food to, you know, that mom, that dad, that kid, they're, you know, they're, they're down and out. And we want to be sure that our food doesn't do anything but raise people up, that it's that hug and that time of need. So we believe that our food offers dignity and respect and hope for a better tomorrow. Because yeah. that's all you know, when you and I have a bad day, we just want to be hugged and patted on our back. And we don't want to be told just how bad we screwed up. You know, mm -hmm. so we believe that in the South, especially food is the center of all tables, the center of all gatherings. And it's just the language of love. Well, you kind of touched on how you got to Extra Table. But tell us a little bit about, I guess, the, the story behind Extra Table, how they how they became a thing and a nonprofit where that idea came from. Yeah. So Chef Robert St. John, I'm sure y'all eaten at Enzo and Jackson. So that's one of Robert's restaurants in uh, 2009. Robert got a phone call from Edward Street Food Pantry here in Hattiesburg and his mom volunteered there and, you know, lots of friends. And they said, Robert, we're out of food. And it wasn't that they were necessarily out of food. It was they didn't have ingredients that made whole meals, you know, Blueberry pie filling, hamburger helper without the hamburger meat. You know, that's not a meal. And you'd be surprised how often that sh stuff shows up at the food pantries. And so Robert kind of went on a mission and asked a lot of questions and went to Cisco and was like, look, if I'm going to ship to this food pantry, can you help me? Can you order, you know, canned goods and, you know, you know, individual sizes, not the big cafeteria size like they specialize in? And, and can you deliver it to the food pantry once a month? And so Robert did that out of the goodness of his heart, out of his own pocket for about three years. And then he kind of took a little tour and went to Jackson. I think one of the first places he visited was Stewpot. And and he realized, you know, we hear about that they're hungry people. But, you know, Robert says, I'm in the business of feeding people that pay for their meals. You know, I never thought about the people that couldn't because those were not his customers. And so he did a lot of research and, you know, he, we know the statistics. But when you see the statistics, your heart changes. And your your perception and your reality and your understanding of hardship changes. And so he went to Cisco and they made a partnership and Cisco delivered everything for us for the first 10 years straight to the pantry doors. And one of the things that we do extra special is we know that it's senior citizens volunteering at our food pantries as well. So Robert's a creative guy, but 
I believe it was a stroke of genius when he created Extra Table. He thought of everything from the beginning to the end, how our food makes people feel, how each person along the way interacts with it. And, you know, when our food goes to the pantry, it's rolled in the door and put on the shelves because senior citizens, you know, those those boxes of food, they're heavy. Especially canned stuff. And COVID hit and it changed everything, you know. Those were some scary days sitting at home, staring at the white walls, figuring out, you know, I don't have a warehouse. I don't have food on hand. You know, there's a shortage. What am I going to do? What's the cost of food going to be? And there's a local group here in Hattiesburg, Chow Logistics, and they are two of the coolest business smart, big hearted guys with an amazing family. And they came to Extra Table and they said, look, for businesses, we go out and we source food direct from manufacturer and we, you know, we determine the pricing for them for the year. And so let us help you do this. You don't do a thing. Let us use our business knowledge, our contacts and save you money. So they saved me purchasing from warehousing our food and they deliver our food every month. And we save anywhere from 22 to 32%. And that's an incredible savings. We're able to have a, a greater control over what we do, the foods that we select. And so it makes it just, we get that much more food to our hungry neighbors here in Mississippi. That is absolutely fantastic and a great story there. And yeah, uh, cool? yeah. I think, you know, like a canned good, like when was the last time you participated in a canned food drive? You know, you go to the grocery store, what do you buy? You <laughs> buy green beans for a canned food drive. Today, yeah. You know? And that's what everyone does. Well, is do you, when just last time you opened a can of green beans and that was dinner? You yeah, know? it's been a minute. Right. So, I mean, that that's not all you eat. And so we focus on make, buying products that come together to make whole meals. And, you know, it's like I always laugh and say, it's like the cabbage soup diet. You know, do y'all remember that diet where the more cabbage soup you ate, the more weight you lost. And like a week later when you quit eating, you gained it all back. <laughs> and I don't remember that. I do not. But I can, I can imagine you would. I can imagine you'd lose a lot of weight because you'd eventually quit eating. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if you had to eat green beans every day, you'd probably quit eating those yeah. too. Yeah. So, but, you know, I mean, food is, it's exciting and it's nourishment. And right. we do it in a different way. And it's so fun to see how impactful it is to 62 food changeries, $85,000 of food every month um, and incredible events like the Bourbon Festival. Well, tell us a little bit about the current state of hunger in Mississippi you know, what does that look like for our listeners that are listening that maybe don't know? Yeah. So COVID changed so much for all of us. You know, people that have never been to a food pantry were in line at a food pantry for the first time in their life. I'll never forget visiting with a lady that had two children and she'd lost her job and she was a robotics specialist. And that really hit home for me because I was like, you are far smarter than me. Like, goodness gracious, how are you know, how are you in this line? And I'm not. But, you know, we all will hit hard times in our lives. And that's where hers was. And it was incredibly unfortunate. And she got back on the road. But we are seeing and it's hard to think still our numbers are far past COVID. They're doubled and tripled what they were in 2020. In 2022, from August to December, numbers doubled again. So the groups that were serving 800 families in August of 2020 were serving 1,600 families by January 1, 2023. Hunger inflation is killing people. And 
you know, you can't ramen noodles aren't 25 cents anymore, boys. You know, yeah. I mean, the cost of food is incredible. The cost of living is incredible. And, you know, Mississippi's rural nature hits that. We don't have, you know, public transportation in a lot of our very rural communities. In in Mississippi, we have out of the 10 hungriest counties in the United States, we have four of those counties here in Mississippi. Wow. Yeah, Humphreys County, Lexington, Mississippi being the hungriest, you know, county in the nation, I believe. And so it's it's pretty crazy to think that there's still county, not cities, counties without grocery stores. I believe we still have two counties in the great state of Mississippi that don't have grocery stores. Those are some like, sad statistics there. It's it's awful and it it's but it's our future and it's you know what we have to work against and work for in order to make a difference and and you know our kids aren't going to be able to learn our factories aren't going to have great employees our senior citizens are going to decline rapidly without food and so I just believe that what we do and it's at extra table is so important and it's fun to come to work every day and to be able to provide someone that doesn't know where their next meal is a great meal. And so when they come to Extra Table, are y'all, where are all y'all's locations? So y'all are shipping to the food pantries, correct? You got it. Okay, so I got you. Directly to food pantries and soup kitchens. We provide okay. food every single month for free to their okay. doorstep. They don't have to go pick it up somewhere. They don't have to have a pickup truck. They don't have to schedule it. We send them an email, a phone call, and a text, and we show up at their doorstep with food. And it's usually about thirteen dollars to $1,400 of below wholesale, super reduced priced food. So that's a three dollars to $4,000 grocery store value that we give each of our food pantries every month. It's those really cool staple items, you know, your, your proteins, your vegetables, your fruits, your grains, all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Well, Dakota, I think it's a good time for a bourbon break. You know I love a bourbon break, Tyler. You want to give us your thoughts on the bourbon? Old Forester. What were you at? 8.2? Is that what you said? Yeah, 8.2. I think that's right. That sounds right. I'm right in that same ballpark. I'm going to meet you at an 8.2. Wow. It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> he usually tries to make me do some type of weird math. 0.215, Tyler. We'll see what your math is on that one. <laughs> Back to the podcast. Martha, what's something you wish that people knew about your nonprofit that doesn't get enough public attention? Um, that we exist. That we are the most efficient and effective way to fight hunger. You know, meeting y'all through the Bourbon Festival has been such a great gift and a joy and an awesome new friendship. Because y'all are so passionate about bourbon. And we're so passionate about bourbon, too. But when we talk bourbon, we're bringing people to the table quite literally to help us feed people. And this podcast and y'all's passion for bourbon helps do that. And so it's just, it's important to have new partnerships and tell the story because for every $1 you donate to Extra Table, we can provide 4.6 meals to a family in need. Wow. That, well, that's, that's a pretty phenomenal statistic there. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. We love hearing that. And, you know, that was our whole goal when Tyler initially came up with the Bourbon and Business Podcast was to give founders and different places, specifically in the Jackson Metro or in Mississippi in general, platform to tell their story and to have other people recognize them and to grow this thing organically through natural relationships with online presence, with in-person visits, with bourbon festivals and things like that to where people can hear about things like this. And, you know, there might be one person who hears about this who happens to be a billionaire and is like, you know what, that's great. I've been looking for something to do. And, you know, they, I hope that happens and, and you guys get a huge check in the mail. But 
that that was the whole goal for this platform was was to give people a voice. Yeah, and what noble work that is. You know, I mean, it's taking your talents and your passion and putting them in place to make a difference. And that's what people do every day for Extra Table. And we're so glad y'all do that for us because you are championing something to a new audience and to a new group and teaching them how, you know, we all love to go to work. We all love that paycheck. But, you know, we also love those warm and fuzzies. And those warm fuzzies of giving back don't just come at Christmas. You know, you can do a podcast. You can have us come talk to your employees. You can, you know talk to your Sunday school class or just talk to your kids about making good food choices and remind them that, you know what? Hey baby, everybody doesn't have a pantry full of food like you do that mommy and daddy provide you at home. You know, your kids live in super protected bubbles and it's okay to have those conversations with them to make them, you know, realize and be more aware that not everybody is as blessed as you and I are and start those conversations to create in them, you know, a, a good, well-rounded human and a public servant for the future. Yeah. So what y'all do is way more than just a podcast, guys. <laughs> we appreciate well, it. For our listeners, we, we always like to take this time. We, we appreciate you coming on today. But say that, you know, they, number one, let them know, how can they get involved in, and donate to Extra Table? Well, that's easy. We make it extra easy for you. So you can go to extratable.org right corner, click donate. That's so important. And the most important way you can donate, we love those, you know, I'm going to give for Valentine's or I'm going to honor someone with an honorarium, but a monthly gift allows us the security to know that your, your income is coming in, that we'll have that money every month and that we can count on it for the future. So that allows us to grow programs and to be the constant source of food for the future for these food pantries we support. So a monthly donation is A number one, extratable.org. You know, we all love Venmo, PayPal. Send us a check. I love a paper check. We can draft your bank account. Whatever works for you, we can make it work. We take payment in all forms. And it's not about, you know, we're young. It's not about giving $1,000 or $250 a month. Like, that's awesome. I love that. But that's not where I am in, you know, y'all, that's a cup of coffees, that's a bourbon drink, you know, we can all do that. And that's, that's the change that we have to encourage our peers to make and our friends. And, you know, that's what you want to be known for. Robert St. John has an amazing quote, and it just came naturally one day. And thank God there was a camera there. He says, you know, I feed people filet mignon to put my children through school, but I want to be remembered as the guy that fed people canned tuna. And that's what we all want. That's what you want with your podcast. You want to make a difference. You want to talk about the things that you like and do the things you do, feeding the best filet mignon. But we want to, we want to leave this world better than we found it. And we want to positively impact those around us, you know? And so Extra Table does just that every day. You can volunteer. It's not just about money. If If you don't have the ability to give, show up, attend the Bourbon Festival, come volunteer at our warehouse. Take an hour out of your lunch break and go serve at one of our food pantries just to show a volunteer that is at the pantry that you care and you're aware of how hard they're working. Thumbs up. That's great stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to get involved. And and one other question. Say some of our listeners, number one, if, if they are hungry, if they're experiencing, you know, some hardships and say, you know, number one, how can I get some of this food or Maybe some of our listeners know someone that may could benefit from that. What is the best way to get someone in touch with y'all's food pantries? 
Yeah, so you can call us directly. Info at extratable.org is our email, or you can call our office number listed on the website, or you can Google for it. But just reach out and we can tell you what food pantry is in your area and what their choices are. Because, you know, even if you have the ability to, as a an hungry individual, to Google yourself, that's it's scary. You know, it's it's like being diagnosed with a, a, a medical problem. Mm. You know, we're petrified, we're frozen. You don't know how to advocate for yourself. So we're happy to answer the phone and help advocate for you and get you to a food pantry that's closest to you to meet your needs. So dial us up. Fantastic. We're really excited about the work y'all are doing. And um, we're going to give Old Forster mm-hmm. a 8.2 on the rating. And Martha, we appreciate you coming on. Always good to talk to you. And for all our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in this way. Please go on social media and give us a follow. And also give us a rating on however you stream this podcast. We'll see you next week. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback or would like to be featured, reach out to us at bourbonandbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at bourbonandbusinesspodcast. Thanks again for listening. Follow us for more content and info on the next episode.